0: Hi there podcasters, I'm Wongy, and thanks for joining us in our ongoing journey to find and share mojo-rich experiences. Here at Venue 8, we're all about finding out what's right now for you. In this week's episode, we finish our interview with the Jackal in part 2. In this wrap, we check out his AFL experience and his side Insta project and personal love beer advice. We also tackle a podcast caller mojo challenge and head to paradise. But first, let's check in with Bruto to see how's your mojo. mojo? Alright Bruto, here we are again mate. Uh, How are we travelling mate? Uh, School term has ended and... How's your mojo traveling, buddy? mojo
1: is hammering because we've been busy, boys. Very,
0: very busy, hasn't it?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm in just a great headspace. I'm actually about to head off to the overlander track Excellent. tomorrow. Flying and, out to Tassie. And is that?
0: Days. And is that? Sorry, I'm interrupting you there, buddy. So is that p- picking up the mojo even further for yourself?
1: So like, where are oh, you yeah. at the moment? You good mojo at the moment? Yeah, good mojo, really good. So we've just got back from obviously Gari and our adventures. Excellent. Um, so that's that was a for me really positive headspace awesome uh and then yeah heading off to the overlander which is great i've still got a little bit to organize tonight so um but yeah it'll be good six or five nights six day trek huge
0: cradle mountain isn't it the cradle mountain yeah cradle Uh
1: mountain trying to fit everything in the in the sack um is good so i'll try and give some details and um, see if I can get them to you or get them on socials or excellent, um, yeah, I, no, I'd like to blog a couple of these things on our website i'll 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 get that up there at some point as well, maybe a gari trip and just so people are aware of these sorts of things. How's your mojo? My mojo is really good. Um, I didn't
0: expect it to be to be perfectly honest. Because um, much like yourself, the, the last couple of weeks have been really, really hectic and all. But um yeah, Algari hike was the circuit breaker that I really needed. Um, I think I had to take a real, really uh, big deep breath before we went up there, just going, alright, on um, this is the, the next thing. And um, don't get me wrong, it was um it was challenging and all, but um absolutely what i needed so no i'm i'm actually feeling really really good at the moment and uh feeling like that we've accomplished a lot over you know over the last couple of days so yeah, yeah and how's
1: your kombucha
0: going, mate? Oh, mate, mate, we just uh, tapped her the next next batch today. You'd be pr- very proud of our uh, and me at the moment. Um, she um, it's funny, funny what you geek out on, but she saw her scoby this morning and she's gone, oh my god, look at this sucker! This thing's like massive, and she and she was like peeling it apart and going, they just keep growing. They just keep growing. So yeah, my youngest came along and he saw it um, and he's gone, what's that? Because um, they're loving the kombucha, because what's that? And it's like, man, that's a scoby, and his eyes kind of went... And so like, because he wanted to touch it, and I went, man, you can't touch it. That thing's alive, you. <laughs> you'll and, kill it. And the Wim Hof. I haven't Wim Hof so much lately, but yeah. you, you've been really good with it yourself. So. Yeah,
1: I dropped off a bit, and I'm, I'm, yeah, back into it, and not intentionally. I love yeah. it. So, but yeah, life gets busy, and yeah. it's creating this tiny, tiny little space. But I want to. Um, Oh, I'm debating this afternoon doing a Wim Hof into an ice bath, Ooh. ready for my ready for my trek. So I've been saving little um, the Hello Fresh, yeah, ice the little cubes. ice packets. So I've got a thousand of them in. My... <laughs> <laughs> so I should be able to get about nine degrees. Do it, Apparently mate. It is ideal. I don't know how I will handle it because uh, last time. I built up my tolerance. First time you were there, I was squealing. Oh, um, didn't like it at all.
0: I don't know if you were squealing. I couldn't hear you over my own squealing, <laughs> mate. So, well, that's so, fantastic. But um, we're missing one of our members at the moment, which is our doc. So we can't talk to him about how his mojo is. But so we,
1: we could do maybe he did Putin for us. So we might have to do doc. Probably a little little way. I haven't researched him as much yeah, um,
0: about how he's going. But uh,
1: how he's going because. Oh, really great stuff. Doc's jumped in and felt that this would be good for his mojo. I guess for us, it's something you really enjoy um, the, the nature, you enjoy Garia. I always call it Fraser Island uh, for those listening, and I guess I know it as Fraser Island. Tell me, you call it Gari?
0: Yeah, I call it Gari because that's what the the butcheler or the butchler, depending on how you want to pronounce it, there. That's what the um the, the First Nations people up there they refer to it. So much like you know how back in the day we referred to Airs Rock as Airs Rock, and yep. we now now I don't think anyone calls it that. We just commonly refer to it as Uluru by its um by its indigenous name. So yeah, yeah so I've been Gari.
1: calling it Gari as a result, but that's where we went. So it's yeah. um people might know it as Fraser Island, but Gari. Yep. Um, called a and and. You enjoy that, so you've you've been there how many times?
0: Oh yeah, countless times. Yeah, and you've countless taken times.
1: excursions up yeah, there. Yeah, taken and, school and groups know up a lot there. That, the
0: nature. Yep, and that's right, that's right. But um, this was the the first time it's been on the bucket list. Um, talking about hiking the island, and and we'll come to that shortly when we yep. when we speak about the um this week's particular episode of sorts. But um, but the docks out. But the dock is out for that reason, isn't like it? He
1: was coming. And I got a late scratching from the doc because um, he's going to be a big contributor today. Absolutely. He said, yeah, legs still too sore, um, not recovered enough to get to the get to the studio. sorry. Yeah. So
0: special out. shouts out to your doc. Um, we really respect the fact that you, uh, you gave that a crack. It was um, it was not in your wheelhouse to begin with, but you certainly uh, had a crack because it was something that we believed was a real mojo pick me up. Yeah, hey? and
1: I think the challenge was is great for a minute. Uh, upon reflection, I think you'll appreciate it, but. He did go, he did hardcore, skipped, you know, the first couple of steps, maybe do some day hikes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Went straight to Yep, we'll do a multi day or two day hike. Sleeping on the ground, which is he doesn't camp or anything like that. So No, he went he We went, slept there, carried everything on our back. So that's yeah. right,
0: he went in the deep end. So um, a lot of this eventuated because we got a we got a call from one of our podcasters, didn't we?
1: Yeah, yeah, so
0: should we should we have a listen to what the podcaster actually um, called in and Yeah, well, and she talks?
1: gave us a call to action. Yeah, um, and yeah, listen to this.
0: Yeah, have a listen. Hey, Bruto, it's great to see what you guys are doing out exploring your mojo, and I've got a really good way that you could do that. If you go out, just go into nature, go for a walk, and just take some time to think about things, get some clarity. It always helps. So we took the advice of our caller, got ourselves organised, and as you may have picked up already, we decided to do an overland hike camp on Gari, a nature paradise in our very own backyard here on the Sunshine Coast. Importantly, I'd like to acknowledge the Butchulla people who are the traditional custodians of Gari and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. So what we did was a 24-kilometre round trip starting at Kingfisher Resort on Harvey Bayside, camping overnight on the shores of beautiful Lake Mackenzie, or Burungura as the butcher people call it, before returning once again to Kingfisher. In this next segment, we talk about the challenges and the mojo fix that Engaging with Nature presents.
1: So Shell and I actually went, jumped on at Kingfisher, went straight across to Euron, stayed at Euron. We actually didn't... Now, it was 32 k's and we are pretty hammered. Only got there just at dark once you get the wharf across. But we stayed at Harvey Bay, stayed at the resort over there. So we didn't rough it on the island. So it was the challenge of the trail. Mm. That was pretty hard. I wouldn't say you do that with a pack on, but I guess there's a resort over there. So whereas this was... The distance wasn't too challenging. Yeah. Um, the terrain wasn't too ch- challenging, uh, so I think it's a really good one. I I haven't done a multi day over there where you go to the next point, set up camp. I'd like to do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I think the the entire length of the the Great Sandy hike I think is about forty. No, it's probably longer than that actually. Mm-hmm. It might be 40, 50 k's in its entire length, and you, yeah, your different camping spots. Full stop. Um, yeah, so on a different perspective of sorts, like you've got you and me who are more at that kind of intermediate level. Um, it was, you know, physic- physically demanding, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, it was probably more so just being mindful of, you know, of being, walking at a comfortable pace. And, and you had carrying. the
1: heaviest pack too?
0: Yeah, it was kind of kind of surprised me actually when we when we did our way in on before we left. And I went far out. I'm not I'm not the fittest one here, and yeah. I was carrying the carrying carrying. So excuse high me. Sixteen kilos. Is yeah, 16, yeah, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen kilos. Probably didn't need to carry quite as much as that in retrospect. Um, but like you had a drone.
1: Us. Yeah. And you got some amazing footage around. Yeah, I'm, footage I'm looking forward
0: to actually playing around with that and like yeah. editing a bit. And um, I think we got some cool stuff. Like, i um, yeah. created a cool little um snapshot video of, of, our, of our trip over there as yeah, well. See so i if I
1: can get that on the, on our site. Yeah, I
0: think get we'll try to get, upload yeah. a bunch of that stuff there yeah. so you can see some of the experiences that we had. Um, but yeah, no, like I think it's, for us, it was just making sure that we were comfortable at the pace that we were walking at. And um, I think the really important thing is, um, for us, was the hydration thing, just making sure that we were yeah. constantly drinking. Um
1: so, if there's any other Wongies, same same as you, you would suggest they get out there and get amongst them? Oh, absolutely,
0: absolutely. I mean, that's been on my bucket list for ages, just to go and walk across there. Because I've, you know, I've, I've done a lot of four driving across there, but never done the the whole walking experience. So, um, I'm really, really glad that you know I've done that other particular um, adventure over there. So. Um, The dock, on the other hand? Well, I would suggest
1: that they, if the dock, if you're out there and you're the dock looking through his lens, Mm. do a couple of day hikes first.
0: Mm. Yeah, get some kilometers into your legs, I think. Um, Just um, so it's not such a shock to the system, probably, hey?
1: Yeah, because it is a shock to the system, I think. And then you get out and do a little bit. And he, mate, he just, I don't know that many people could do what he did, where he just went. Yeah, Here's I'm going to have a crack. Yeah, and he killed and he, it. And, and he went out and bought the gear. Yeah. Like, that's a shock to the system. Yeah. You have to buy your kit to he, start with. He
0: dead set committed from woe to yeah. go. Um, just threw himself
1: at it. And a lot of respect for that. A lot of respect for that. Um, Untrained. Yep. Um, didn't do any training leading in and just went, well, let's see what it's all about. I think if he was here, he'd say, I know for a fact he's glad he did it. Mm. And it's a great challenge to overcome. Mm. But with some training behind, mm. it will make it more enjoyable. Maybe do a few day hikes um, before his next multi-day hike. Yeah. And we'll get him on another multi-day Absolutely. I think his next thing is he's going to get scuba diving. Oh, I
0: like it. I like it. Um, but probably the most important thing with doing those, those kind of hikes things is the kind of mojo fix that you do get from nature. It's, I don't know. I think a lot of the time that we are... Like in this busy, hectic lifestyle that we that we all live, you know, that we, you know, the nine to five kind of um, hectic rat race, is that we often become disconnected from the land. Um, and there's so much that, and without sounding like really really hippy like of sorts, but um, there is so much to be gotten out of by just simply sinking your feet into the sand on a place like Gari and just. Just surrounding yourself in the in the beauty well, that's there. We swam
1: when we got there. So oh, uh, this is for yeah. we were hot and sweaty. Yep. You know, you get there. We go straight down to and what a reward! Crystal waters, Borongora. Yeah. Okay. Lake Mackenzie. So Borongora is called Waters of Wisdom. Waters of so, Wisdom. So. so we've where we jump straight into that, and then you were showing me. Yeah, you, know, you use the sand. This really pristine yeah, it's, white it's so, sand. It's so fine. Very fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, just yeah, exfoliate. You can exfoliate, use it to yeah. clean your jewelry. Yeah. Like, like and um, just um, so really just relying on. Nigel, I don't know about all that sort of stuff, so I was getting that from you, and really oh. enjoyed it. And
0: it's it's the postcards shot that you that anyone who has has been to Fraser or has been to Fraser, it's the postcard shot that you always see of um of Gari, um yeah
1: yeah, so, beautiful place. So so great fun. Mm. Yeah. Um. So to sum it up.
0: Do it? Yeah, absolutely do it. Yeah. Couldn't suggest it more. And so much so, do it that you're going out in literally probably about 24 hours from now, you're on a plane flying down to Tasmania. To Tasmania. To do... This
1: is actually my my longest multi-day trek. Excellent. Like previously I've done it and stayed in tea houses um, on this sort of distance. Yep. But staying with everything on my back. Haven't done it, so excellent challenge for me. So Cannot to
0: see, wait to see hear. See if I
1: make it back, and if I can heal
0: it. Oh, you'll you'll certainly make it back, and your mojo will be peaking. Can't wait. Can't wait to hear the stories.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, so we had our we had our Hogari experience, but it's it's been a little bit of time since we uh we caught up with the jackal,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, we've had part one. Now there's, here's a guy we we're talking about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Mm. Um, so that he lives in that in that world, in that his, zone, you know, with his endurance running his endurance all the time. Running, his umpiring, I'd imagine, that's fairly uncomfortable with the crowd behind you. That's exactly giving right. It to you and just running around the outside. Oh, under. and that's the
0: part of the interview that we have not yet heard about. So yeah,
1: heard. I, I also I've got him to do a little bit extra for us, or. He does, he's been doing some background, because he knows we go to, he's always got umpiring and stuff like that, and running mm-hmm. um, on a Friday, so he doesn't really make it to our venues, um, so I said, well, maybe go out and try a few craft beers, and so he's, yeah, he's got to get, he's got a you know, little beer tasting thing, and i um, got some beers on there as well. Yeah, he's, he's got really a, he's got
0: a, he's active on social media there, yeah, where he cool. basically has a look at his different craft beers. So. Just looking
1: at tastes, and yeah. different tastes of beers, so he's. We've got that and we touch touch on that a little bit for us for a bit of fun just to um, finish it off.
0: Excellent. So stay tuned now for part two of our interview with The Jackal.
1: Alright, so running evolved into AFL because (laughs) I guess you're at that point where, is it fair to say um without uh, uh with out you i don't want you being modest here but you go from running um competitively whereas you need to put maybe a bit more into it to get to that olympic sort of level and then you can go to afl and maybe be up around the top of people within that boundary umpiring type thing because you're running strong enough to hold you there is that
2: yeah i think a, a little bit well it's going to have to be really selfish i think in terms of running and and like even job choice too like a lot of mates that had just made olympics that i knew that they'd working part-time yeah and just couldn't really justify that as a um as a pathway to you know supplement or sacrifice income um not that i like saying sacrifice as a choice but in terms of deciding to earn less money to go after such a personal so job. this
1: way you can still keep the run and how did it come about how did you discover wow, um, this is so i guess
2: at at the, the the school i was working at uh i think found it a lot easier to be involved in a team sport and like my, my number one sport and it always will be and always has been is athletics and just found it really hard based where we are to, to engage students in athletics and then even with the way that the schools are run It's not a priority to to be a really good athletic school. Like your inner city, Brisbane, inner city... um, And risk assessments make it hard now too with everything. else. yeah, a little bit. But just like there's not that... um, You know, if you go to a GPS school in Brisbane or a GPS school in Sydney or Melbourne, like athletics is such a big thing and everyone participates in it. Whereas just where we are on the Sunshine Coast, team sports seem to be a thing and um, a, a sport that I have a lot of... Interest for and passion has, has been AFL, so um, got involved in coaching AFL at a school level. Um, sort of we, we grew that at our school level, started so to do pretty well because we had some kids that were getting to a high level, so there was that one stage there where the Brisbane Lions second team um, being Queensland, so they, they couldn't play other clubs around Queensland with their full strength second team, so what they had to have was some top-up players and um, they'd have to be academy kids, that is what they decided. and. Um, at our school we actually had a couple of students that were in year 11 and one was in year 12 and they were playing in the Brisbane Lions reserves, um, playing against other big strong clubs in Queensland. So uh, myself and another coach went down and we're watching our our boys play in the Brisbane Lions reserves um, against other clubs and just sort of taking notice of the boundary umpires and thinking, geez, they do a lot of running. You know, like this could be an area where I could be involved in the game, like a you know, love running, yeah. love AFL. This seems like a pretty good match. And then on the Sunshine Coast there was a another teacher teaching at Siena, Aaron Decky's, and he he'd done close to two hundred and fifty AFL games in the boundary at that stage and sort of a bit of a chat to him and, you know, he explained that, you know, there is a little bit of extra pocket money involved and it wouldn't take me too long to get to the level where he's at. Um, so you know, I went down and started training and, you know, did sort of my first senior game, um, so I think it was 2015.
1: So, 2015, first senior game, is that in front of a crowd? Uh,
2: senior, so, you call, a senior game is um, like a state league game. Okay. So, the state league was the NEFL, so the North Eastern yeah. AFL at that stage. So, so what
1: about the first time you were in a stadium, PAC Stadium? When's that?
2: Yeah, so, so I progressed pretty quick just because of opportunity and, and my run. running ability. Yep. And then just. Well, having a knowledge of AFL, even just even at a coaching level, sort of gave you a bit of a leg up to because different pathways and yep. and so forth. So, my first game was Brisbane Collingwood at the Gabba. How many people? Ooh, so, the, the Gabba doesn't fill a lot in there, yep. but uh, between
1: 28,000? Twenty-eight. So now there's twenty-eight thousand people there, and they're all just really cheering the boundary umpire. Yeah, that's that's
2: <laughs> probably yeah, what the reason they come to. Like we, <laughs> so what sort of comments are out. you getting
1: from the crowd? Because they're probably supportive of you. Is that? Give me an uh, idea of some of the comments that you were receiving then.
2: Yeah, well, you're you never you're never right on the boundary, so yeah, so it's. A, it's so not a
1: play applause a lot of no, applause. No, no, no. The so ground's yeah. never okay. right,
2: and they um in if you've ever been to an AFL game, you know they give you lots of encouragement in terms of when you throw the ball, so it's a ooh. So every yep. time you throw the ball in the crowd, twenty thousand available. Yeah, yeah. Right. and, and if you've, ball, you've yeah. ever been to the Gabba, you know that um the fluids flow yep. pretty, and they're pretty well. close to where you're at because you're yeah. on the boundary. Yeah. And then like, and in terms of people being close and encouraging, you had a little bit of a relationship. Over time, this probably, well not in my first game but probably in the later seasons was um, uh, ex-Lions player Daniel Merritt was a runner and sort of just got to know him through a few different avenues yep. and, and he used to love to give me some um, encouragement so the crowd would always spray you so you'd sort of be used to that noise. But him, yeah, Any him, c- comments stand out for you? Um, s- some of the comments that you'd get kicked out of forums and oh, email groups. And bad language. Yeah, we're well, just terms that they wouldn't, oh, yeah. wow. So terms that you probably wouldn't. To you. To me, about me. Were yeah.
1: you expecting that? Does that <laughs> no, drop yeah. your mojo, pick no. it
2: up? What no, happens? Well, like, sometimes it's funny. Yeah, so do you giggle occasionally? Yeah, and...
1: Do you ever engage? Who, who's listening? Crowd. Oh. oh, who's listening oh, to Oh, yeah, no, well, no, we got people in we, the not world listen. Listen. We're not allowed you to, you to engage. You would engage, yeah, sorry, my bad. No.
2: um so yeah so i had some advice and you you hear stuff all the time and you just kind of block it out because it's just yeah blends in and you've got a simple job to do but throwing the ball in as a boundary umpire is the thing that's the most recognizable for the boundary umpire like you make a decision right or wrong and you the crowd will think you're wrong so and then we get reviewed and like i have kids at school come up to you got that so you got that wrong. And yep. I can show them vision of it being right. Like, and they still don't believe it. Like they go, no, that's wrong.
1: That's So does it add to your mojo or does it take it away? I guess that's the question.
2: Uh, like knowing well, knowing you're pretty much the only one on the ground, even with the commentators or whatever, that can actually see it because it's a curved line. So, so you, just, but you, you've got to back yourself. But like, if oh, you, yeah. if you, you've got a game tonight, let's say
1: you've got a game tonight. Yep. And you're like, oh, I'm umpiring tonight. Are you like, yes, that's awesome. But you go, oh, man, I've got to work tonight.
2: Which... No, like, it's, it's... So it picks you up? It, yeah, it picks you up. And, like, you have cool. been going flat. I've been games. I've gone, this is the t- most tired I've ever been. And I've had, like, a... I've gone from work, and I've gone down and, and done a game after work. Mm. Uh, I've done a game on a Thursday night after work, Going to work on a Friday, then been called up and done a game... Um, Ballarat on a Sunday, flying down at six am, catch a nine o'clock flight out of um, out of Melbourne, get home at two am, and then go to work the next day. But you can be tired as, and you go, "Geez, I don't know how I'm going to get through this game, and am I going to have attention?" But now? afterwards, do a,
1: you feel this. better?
2: You, a, I think like, oh, it just wow, was cool during as well too. So and even some, during, you're like, "Oh, there's wait, something about there's something about being that close."
1: So would you consider that as a way you get your mojo at the moment. Hey, get out there and do some boundary umpol.
2: Is it being involved? Is it yeah, being involved
1: in stuff, or is it the crowd, or I, is it? Yeah, the, I don't
2: think it's the fact that you. Yeah, yes, I get to blow my whistle. No, nah. I think it's more. So if you're doing it on
1: the weekend with no one there, you don't think that
2: would turn you on. That sort of. <laughs>
1: um
2: No, like I think the crowd. Adds yeah, to it's it. the element of the game too. And you're close. It's yeah. the best seat in the and house. It's it's sport at the the pinnacle too. Like. Yeah. AFLs not played at any higher level than yeah. than what we get. So to you're compile. touching so, excellence there. Sort mm, of so it, you get yeah. to see, yeah, professional athletes do their thing and be that close. And you think, you know, what? I'd be watching this game if I wasn't yeah. here now. I would be at home watching this game. So I get to to watch it, interact with the players before, during, afterwards, and so just yeah to be able to be in that environment too. And like, we get, we get. Um, requested to go to training so we do pre-season games at their training so you sort of see how it goes around so professionally it's been Been so so powerful in terms of of being able to apply to my coaching at a school level so awesome
0: craft beer is huge at the moment and the jackal shares his knowledge and love of beer by bringing in his session ale of the week
1: well last week we actually we did drink your eight and i actually brewed some kombucha Mm. Wongy, how was it? Oh, it was a good drop. Very good, good drop. drop. So, so you're up against some stiff competition. Mm. You didn't brew this yourself, though. No,
2: no, no,
1: no. So this is Golden Path Hazy Indian Pale Ale. Yeah. Yep.
2: So th- this is one that I just thought would fit um, the afternoon, Friday afternoon, just a mm. just a bit of a, a session ale. So or something that you can session obviously drink for a bit more of a longer time than a big hitting um, bitter. IPA so yeah um, and this is one that's really easy to get at no plugs but from um, commercial bottle shops too and it's in a six-pack which is good too rather than a, yeah. a four-pack like a lot of craft beer smaller can which I think is why that might be seem like a bit more sessionable that this is from garage project and they're actually a brewery that's been doing the kind of style of popular beers that the hazies or the, the nice um, Tropical Pale I've actually been doing it for 10 years. So, okay. not, not, um... Where are they based? Based in New Zealand. So, yep. um, basically... Looking in, after the Kiwi Cousins? Based in, uh, in Wellington in New Zealand. So, um, si- similar to a lot of the local craft breweries, like, you know, I friends at Tento's and Your Mates. Um, where else have got? Moffat Beach. So, similar... We sim- were at a brewery last week, actually. We're a Sunshine Brewery. Yep. So, well, they've actually been around for a fair while. Mm. Um... But yeah, this this uh, this guy's hazy, so the, the sort of the popular style at the moment, hazy and it's a it's a pale ale, so it says it's a hazy IPA, but it's it's probably on the, the lighter side than that. But yeah. um, mm, Pretty good. Mm. I like it's it's your sessionable beer. I wouldn't um you wouldn't bring it to blow people's socks off with, but yep. when you're sitting around having a yarn and you want to have All right. So, so but Bokki, you've got like a little
0: bit of a social media presence around this as well, don't you buddy?
2: Yeah. So I think just sort of took off a little bit where I was sharing beers that I was drinking on my own um, Instagram account and then thought, you know what, I'll probably take it away from just making it look like I'm a bit of a drunk. So so (laughs) decided to start my own Instagram page and that's sort of a little bit around something that we'll get into a little bit later and some perception and and what people think when you, you start sharing some things on Instagram, they, they sort of read things into things. So I thought, you know, I'll take my identity away from it and just create my own yeah. Instagram account. So and is
1: that, when we joke, we say about the jackal, is that what you do is you create different personas <laughs> to, to... Not to throw them off the scent, but to throw your... Because you throw your energy into whatever you do. And then I guess then people perceive that that's all you are. Is that is that well, fair? Think, so then you just have... Lots of different I think sometimes, of like some people things. will
2: know me, yeah, as a teacher. Some people will know me yeah. as a runner. Some people will know me as a, an umpire. And but you're, you're all in I've or not at all. You're that sort of that guy. Think that, yeah. It's been raining a lot up the Sunshine Coast. Probably um, not as much fluid as what you've been drinking, and you're like, what? I'm not drink yeah. that much. So, um, I, yeah, I just, I, you know, just enjoy doing things well, and um, you know, just sort of. All right. You know, so it's just a, a little bit of fun. Looking
1: at some different good tasting beer, and 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 you've got that. And type what's
2: and for our listeners,
0: what's, what's your it? Instagram account called? Uh, beer advice.
1: Beer advice. Yeah. And the best beer that Beer Advice has jumped on. I. What's your all stars? I
2: the the best beer, and it's a, it's a seasonal beer. You won't find it in the Gaps hottest one hundred, or you yep. won't find in your local bottle shop very often at all. Maybe some celebrations. Yep. Um, Citra Fields by Banks Brewery okay. so bit...
1: Citra Fields by Banks Brewery mm. um, Look out for it It's uh, coming Maybe to you next season
0: Well thanks Jackal That was absolutely awesome uh, For you giving up your time and sharing with us Your experiences with your umpiring
1: Your running Yeah it was great Um brilliant having him there and the resilience project so if you're out there listening try the resilience project uh and see see how you go with that i think there's something that that's a takeout. yeah you
0: absolutely see. you can you can try the app you can buy the buy the little journal yourself um but
1: get out in nature as well yeah that was our big next time, thing big time big time get out in nature and see what it does to your mojo and let us know uh, share where where can they Yeah share it? share it like DM us on our
0: socials on Instagram or on the, the Facebook. Um you can and contact tell us. us
1: via email. Yeah. Um, absolutely Just click on the link. Uh so mojo at venurate yep. um.com uh, or just click on the link on our website and that'll email um just send it through to us. Um that's a contact form. But I would love for people to get out there, get in and if you walk around the neighborhood take the next step yeah now, so. and here's the
0: thing on the Sunshine Coast we are absolutely blessed with an absolute multitude of different outdoor hikes from varying different grades and difficulty levels as well um, so you can check them out online you can get on Queensland parks you can type in you know Sunshine Coast hikes you'll come up with a whole variety of different websites that Go can point try. you in a different direction
1: punch your mojo up yeah. and let us know
0: guaranteed to pick your mojo yeah, up and I
1: would like to hear back when you say yep you were right yep. so just to see I'd love you to get in touch with us and let us know that um, this is helping your mojo we
0: love it so um, thanks again for listening guys um, we will hear from you again next or you'll hear from us I should say next time yeah. um, and we'll hear about Bruto's oh, expedites back from Tassie excellent so thanks again guys and as always in the words of we old Wim all the love All the power. Thanks, guys. See you guys. See ya.